0: This podcast was produced and recorded in the studios of Cairns FM 89.1.
1: This is the Evolution of Intimacy with Ella Shannon. A show about sex, relationships and everything in between. You can start to feel bliss while you're vacuuming. I don't know (laughs) if I've tried that or not. Do I
0: want to try it? What is it? (laughs) Very complex, very interesting. Clogging, whipping, caning. So there I was in my high heels and my little dress. So it is purely a stigma.
1: Healthy sexual expression with other humans.
0: I went to the local women's health centre and went, I think I'm a lesbian, is there a support group? They don't know quite how to talk about it. It's actually a core skill in relationships. That has always worked for me.
1: My guest, Dr. Jay West, is an embodiment coach utilising dance and the erotic blueprints. Welcome, Jay. Hi.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: Jay, tell us a bit more about what are these erotic blueprints? What's this all about?
0: Yeah, yeah quite a new concept that's coming down to Australia. So it has been featured on the Netflix series Sex, Love & Goop for some people that have been watching things. Um, but the, the premise of it that people are familiar with is it's a framework of understanding how we are all wired differently for pleasure. And people are familiar with, or starting to get familiar with, that the five different blueprint types. I will preface first that the actual framework is a lot more extensive than just the different types but it's kind of like gary chapman's five love languages yeah but the arousal version of it
1: mm, um, yeah i was putting that together th- the other day that that is a bit of a parallel it's so helpful for people to have a bit of a framework like that
0: yeah and i love it because one it's universal so it doesn't matter on your relationship status your sexuality um you know gender age it doesn't matter it is um, universal and it's also fluid so it's quite like a feminine approach in that um, I can track even within my my menstrual cycle some days I can lean towards one more one blueprint in particular and I can understand that now so that I can effectively communicate my wants needs and desires to my partner knowing that there's is just a fluctuation in a blueprint.
1: Ah, So it's not like a star sign where you're that thing. It's more a language, a way to articulate where you're at at any given time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I really like it. Because it also gets us to reflect on sometimes the conditioning that our society uh, places on us that encourages us to be a particular blueprint. You know, experiences that have shaped us and created positive associations or negative associations so uh, it takes all of them into account and it also goes into states and stages so for that it's, it's kind of looking at how we don't actually have to be in an aroused state all of the time looking for that arousal you know it takes into account wanting to heal wanting to rest wanting to like learn new things about sexuality and grow and expand so very
1: extensive in that regard. Mm. So you said it's not all about the types, but I'm sure the audience is really listening to go, "Oh, what type could I be today at least? Yeah. So <laughs> could you share a bit about what they are?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So just before I go into it I will say that I invite people to actually see what their body responds to and not just think about things from an intellectual mindset Mm. so this framework was created by a somatic sexologist her name's Jaya and so by being somatic she very much focuses on the relationship that the mind and body can have and so even when I'm talking there's one thing is what you think you might be, but then also understanding that your body actually might respond mm. differently to different touch styles. Lovely um, invitation. Yeah. So with each of them I'll talk into the superpower. So it's kind of the the things that are more accessible or can be observed in a particular blueprint. It doesn't mean if you're not doing all of the superpowers that you've failed at the blueprint, it just means it can sometimes be more accessible to people. Mm -hmm. And then the shadow is the other part that I talk into and the shadow is just the things that take you out of pleasure and this can actually be what people resonate with first. So if you're listening to me and thinking that you're only resonating with the shadow's That's completely normal. Hmm. So I just wanted to let people know that
1: before I get into it. Great. You are listening to The Evolution of Intimacy with me, Ella Shannon. A show about sex, relationships and everything in between. Most of us have not been encouraged or taught
0: how to talk about sex. They are curious. Hang on a sec. I'm a woman, like, I have names now. A whole new level of sensation and pleasure. I looked at my yoni before and after and Mm. I was like, oh my God. You may experience a range of emotions. What we associate as
1: being related to one gender or another to be changed all the time.
0: Pleasure is our birthright. You're on these massive doses of steroids, I look like Burt Newton, I wouldn't have been attracted to myself. (laughs) So they were just so happy to know that A, they weren't alone and B, that this was like a legitimate thing. And that actually sounds really lovely and erotic, really pleasurable.
1: It's a secret.
0: Mind-blowing. So, the five types. Your first type is what's called your energetic. And So these are people that get aroused by anticipation, by tease, it's the build-up and the subtlety of feeling a connection with someone that goes beyond the physical. Hmm. That's their, their arousal pathway.
1: My goose, my um, <laughs> hair's all stood up and I've got goosebumps. I wonder if that yeah. made something. <laughs> like. Yeah, perfect, um, <laughs>
0: are so deeply merged with their partner to the point where some people if their partner orgasms they can feel it as if it's their orgasm Mm. which is beautiful Um, it also means they're super empathetic so they can sense when there's something off in a partner and you know create that space of safety to communicate and talk about you know what's going on now the shadow of Oh, sorry. And also that another superpower of energetic is it's not necessarily about physical touch. You know, they can get aroused by, you know, wind going across their their skin and, and feeling that, that subtlety and sensation. Mm. Um, and they can also move energy through the body. So even if they're, say, focused energy at the genitals, they might be rippling that pleasure throughout the body to create that full body experience. Mm. Now, the shadow side of an energetic is that if someone comes in really strong with sexual energy, like really direct language, like, yeah, I wanna fuck you, or let's have sex, it can also it can almost be too much for their nervous system and they short circuit, hmm. so some examples of that is, yeah, if someone's trying to pick you up in a club or a bar and they're just too direct, it's almost a protective layer comes up straight away. Hmm. Or it can be if you are with a partner and say they've gone straight to your genitals without having enough warm-up and build-up. It's almost like you can go from highly aroused to all of a sudden, again, protective and and closed. Yeah. The the next thing about the, the energetic is because they are so empathetic, they can start to take things personally. So say their partner has come home from work and, you know, their energy's a bit off, they might interpret it as if they've done something wrong or if their partner's distracted while they're having sex, they can start to think it's something that they've done wrong or that they're not lovable or they're not wanted. And so all of these other stories can start to compound and pop if it's not talked into. Hmm. And then the last one uh, that I find particularly interesting and I, I can resonate with where I've come from in the past is often early on in life an energetic will have had to reject someone and then feel the hurt and pain of the person that they've rejected and so over time they start to blur their boundaries because they don't want to feel the hurt and pain of someone that they're saying no to. So their, their nose start to go into a, oh, well, maybe, you know, if it's not hurting me, mm. then, you know, I may as well. And so over time, they start to lose trust in their own ability to know their yeses and their no's wow. because they're so merged with the concern of other people. Mm. So that's your energetic blueprint. Your next blueprint is just sensual. So sensuals are people that love all of their senses to be indulged. So so the people that will be wearing beautiful materials, so like your silks and your furs, because they love the, the sensation as it moves across their skin, or they've got, you know, yummy oils on, or you walk into their house and everything is beautifully organized. And it's because they have so much pleasure derived from sensory experience and aesthetics that, you know, they make that a lifestyle choice. Uh, and that's one of their superpowers, is they, they have that eye for aesthetics, for beauty, and they love immersing and indulging themselves in that. Um, it can also mean that they are, if, if you were comparing the blueprints to a, a movie genre, it'd kind of be your stereotypical rom-com hmm. of, you know, romance and and going out for uh, candlelit dinners and having that good quality time with your partner. So for them, quality time is more important to, um, you know, penetrative sex or um, orgasms and things like that. It's, it's you know, cuddling on the couch, having, you know, time with your partner, watching a movie might be just as intimate for them uh, as having sex or having um, an intimate uh, relationship. Hmm. The the shadows of essential though is that if they are stuck in their mind, they're not in their sensory experience of their body. And so that can take them out of the experience of pleasure. And that can be derived from two things. So the first thing is external triggers. So stress is one of the biggest ones that I see these days. And stress can be the to do list uh, you know, it can be uh, you've had a fight with a friend or a co-worker, uh, and it just means that you're taken out of the experience. It can also be internally driven distractions, which have you in your mind. And the biggest one that I see is body image. So comparing yourself or... You know, being in a particular sex position and being like, oh, I you know, I've got fat rolls in this position. Uh, how can they love me? Or going into self-analysis, uh, which takes you out of the moment, the sensory experience. They're the, the main ones for essential. And so really dropping back into the body and the sensory experience is really the gateway for the sensual to come back to pleasure.
1: You are listening to The Evolution of Intimacy with me, Alice Shannon, a show about sex, relationships and everything in between.
0: Most of us have not been encouraged or taught how to talk about sex. They are curious. Hang on a sec. I'm a woman. Like, I have names now. Whole new level of sensation and pleasure. I looked at my yoni before and after and mm. I was like, oh my God. You may experience a range of emotions. What we associate as being related to
1: one gender or another be changed all the time.
0: Pleasure is our birthright. You're on these massive doses of steroids. I look like Bert Newton. I wouldn't have been attracted <laughs> to myself. <laughs> so they were just so happy to know that A, they weren't alone, and B, that this was like a legitimate thing. And that actually sounds really lovely and erotic, really pleasurable. It's a secret mind-blowing your third blueprint is your sexual and so sexual is how we stereotypically see arousal in the, the modern uh, western society and so we think of things like nudity of uh, like penetration and um, you know sex toys lingerie that side of things mm. uh, but I will say that it can often be very misinterpreted because sexual does not mean superficial it actually is such a beautiful reflection of the innocence of appreciating you know the human form and the human body and you know this incredible vessel that we have to explore and the pleasure that our body is capable of and so when in a healthy expression, the sexual blueprint really knows that and wants to celebrate the human body and the human form. Mm-hmm. So the the sexual can go from zero to hundred super quickly. So it's like this a simple cue, a simple look, or suggestion, um, you know, can get them super super excited. Mm-hmm. Which, when you're on the re- receiving end of that, is actually really affirming and really nice to be like, oh wow, you know. me just taking my top off means that my partner gets super aroused, Mm. and so it's about reframing that to see it as like a really big compliment
1: lovely um
0: (laughs) yeah um they can when in a healthy expression and feeling you know integrated and settled in themselves they can have access to multiple orgasms in both male identifying and female identifying people um our, our vulva body and our penis body, or anything in between. So, you can have multiple orgasms when in that healthy sexual expression. Now, the shadow side of the sexual is shame no. because they're yeah. thinking about sex so much. You know, it's on their mind, they're curious. So, you know, even someone walking down the street, they might even be having that thought of, like, Oh, I wonder what they're like in, in bed. And it's coming from this real, like, uh, curious uh, mindset. But if they've been told that they're too much, or you know, they want too much, or they've started creating that judgment of themselves, they can start to repress that sexual energy, which is so much of their life force. Hmm. Uh, So they can also start to focus only on the genitals because they get so much pleasure from that area they can sometimes get frustrated about or confused about well why do people need all of the the bells and whistles and all of the other things you know for them sex is simple it's a plus b is, is c right, yeah. so so for them it's sometimes about educating themselves to understand that there is more to um, sex or intimacy than just um, like penetration or genital touch your fourth blueprint is you're kinky and I love the way that Jaya defines kinky because for her she says that kinky is anything that's taboo for you oh
1: okay yeah
0: yeah so for one person it could be having sex before marriage because Mm. they've grown up in a religious family is you know an element of taboo uh and for another person it could be how we stereotypically see kink which is BDSM or shibari or impact play things like that. We also separate the, the kinky blueprint into two, um, two sides. So one is the psychological kink. So this can be things like fantasy play, role play, um, erotica. So it's very much in the mind and, and mind control, mind play. The other side is the physical kink. And that's, you get the arousal from the actual sensation. So it could be scratching or hair pulling or impact play or um, compression, like being tied up and things like that. So people can be one, they can be both, they can be a combination. So Mm. I just want to preface because there's some people, they can go and do a quiz or they might be hearing what I'm saying, but they might only resonate with one side more than the other. So, the superpower of the the kink is that they are so creative. Mm-hmm. You know, they see the body and they see, you know, objects as just all of these up pathways for for pleasure. So, you know, even like kitchen utensils, it could be like, oh, this fork feels like a bit of a, a scratching sensation. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So there's like this real like investigative uh, nature to them because they want to try and test different things out. Um, They are usually, within a healthy expression, very, very established in consent conversations because they're having to constantly evaluate what their boundaries are, what they want, what they don't want and communicate that effectively to a partner. So, they can be deeply healing for reclaiming one's voice and really knowing when the yeses are there and when it's a no. Um, the shadow of the kinky is also shame, but in a different way, because as a society, you know, it's only just starting to become a little bit more uh, in the, the mainstream or, or talked about openly around like kink in the past it was you know hidden away it was dungeons it was you know below the surface that that people weren't aware of what it was um versus you know i'm aware of many different shibari workshops and um different clubs and things like that that are out there educating people on the realm of kink now which is just so amazing to see and so liberating
1: yeah i agree yeah
0: um the other shadow of the the kink is uh their fetish so if they have a particular fetish they really love it might start to become all-consuming so it might be one particular way that you want to be touched or held is the only pathway for pleasure Mm. for you yeah which can then start to narrow you know that spectrum of of what's uh capable for the human body Now, the last blueprint is the shapeshifter. And so the shapeshifter is that you are strong in all four of the blueprints. Uh, So some people might resonate with one or two of the blueprints, but some people feel really strongly that they are everything, which means that they have all of the superpowers, and then it also means that they have all of the shadows right. as well. Yeah. Plus a couple couple more. So some of the extra shadows of the shapeshifter is if you are a shapeshifter but your partner is only strong in one of, or two of the blueprints, you can start to compromise what you want to, to please your partner and they can be parts of you that are left feeling starving in, in some way. Um, they can also... Get quite confused uh, about themselves, or their partner might be quite confused about their changing nature. So what turned them on yesterday might not ch- turn them on the next day. And an example I like to give is this, this: is like when you're talking about goosebumps. Before, you know, if you really lightly trace your your hand over your body, you know, one day that might be highly pleasurable, and you might get those goosebumps and that tingling sensation. And then the next day, it might feel like there's ad's crawling over you and it really annoys you. So uh, that's quite common for a shapeshifter is is that fluctuation, which can be quite confusing. Mm. Um, So there is a bit of a theory that perhaps we come in as shapeshifters and then through our life and our conditioning, either positive enforcement or negative reinforcement, we kind of get shaped into... Uh, The different blueprints. So that's a little, little, um, yeah, theory that's possibly out there that I resonate with, and and that Jaya proposed. But you know, the the idea of the blueprints is not that you're supposed to eventually aim to get to shapeshifter. It's more that it's a framework of communication that, Mm -hmm. at the end of this, you could go, oh yeah, definitely sensual and that's great if you never want to expand outside of central then you just have a framework of communication to be able to share that with a partner. So, so um, yeah, so that's the main thing.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think what you said about culturalization and, you know, gender norms that we sort of think of, oh, men are typically sexual and women are typically sensual, and I guess this gives a framework for exploring, well, does that really fit or may I... Have interests elsewhere that I haven't let myself explore
0: yeah absolutely yeah so especially when you start to think about the shadow. So, a, a woman for example someone identifies with a wolf as a woman uh, you know if they are really embracing that sexual blueprint they classified it as a whore mm. or a slut and that then can compound that shame which is the shadow part Ooh. of the, the sexual blueprint so you can see how it yeah. them link up very quickly.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and similar to sensual, you know, a lot of, especially our lovely Aussie men, are not encouraged to really get in touch with pleasure in a sensual kind of way. And what a beautiful gift to be able to drop into that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, energetic as well. It's mm. Like, you get this stereotypical, like, oh, you're a sissy or you're a, mm. a wolf if you're starting to connect in with your emotions or you know, that you don't want physical touch sometimes. I know that's not the norm of like, oh, maybe just eye gazing is what I watch tonight or cuddling on the couch. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I I found it really fascinating when I started to introduce this, this framework to um, WA because I'm the only one certified over here. Um, you know, men were some of the first people reaching out to me,
1: mm.
0: which is beautiful that, that you know, there, there's a acceptance or that they felt that um, comfortability to actually, I think, I don't even know if that's a word, but I'm making it a word now, but they felt comfortable to reach out and actually start to explore that there is a spectrum to arousal and sexuality.
1: How exciting, yeah, to really (laughs) open people's minds, but also to give a language to talk about it and explore who you are, I think is fantastic.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So if people wanted to kind of work out what they are at a bit of a deeper level, that like they can listen and just kind of feel what really resonates, but is there any further way to narrow it down a bit if people think, oh, maybe this, maybe that? Yeah, so
0: there's two ways that I would typically get people to explore this. One is the, but the other way is, actually starting to understand somatically what the body responds to mm. and so examples of this is looking at like if i'm really gently stroking you know any part of the body which is be more stereotypically energetic is that arousing for me do i have that sense of excitement arise in the body so looking at different touch styles and so yeah i have a whole list of different touch styles based mm. on each of the blueprints, which actually allow people to, um, yeah, figure out what their body responds to as well. Uh, and I learned it that way as well. I always thought that I was energetic and sensual. And then a couple of years ago, there was one time where I was scratched and all of a sudden I started giggling and I got like really aroused. And I was like, this mm-hmm. is not what I was expecting. Like, oh, yeah. what? where did this come from? And it's just when we give ourselves permission to let our guard mm. down from an intellectual point of view and let the body tell us what it wants. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's typically where I would recommend. There are some quizzes that Jaya has, but it's only a condensed, um, like, 10-question qu- quiz, which you can start to map out some of your answers to the questions, might give you insights. Mm. But, yeah, I would also say over time, track Mm. how you're feeling and gain more information about each of the blueprints because you might start to see cycles that start to arise which gives you more insights to you know what you need to communicate to a partner or potential partner
1: yeah and what if partners have very different blueprints i'm kinky my partner's sensual Do you have any advice for couples that find themselves in this kind of desire discrepancy like that?
0: Absolutely. It's a great question. Um, And what I love about this framework is there's no blueprints that are incompatible with one another. Oh, that's
1: lucky. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, (laughs) Mm. you you
0: think like, oh, do I need to try and find an energetic as well? And the answer is is no. Like Mm. me and my partner, um, I have consent to... um, talk about uh, sure. my relationship Owen gives me full, full permission um, <laughs> based on the information um, when we first got together uh, he was really high in sexual and I had no sexual huh? but I was really high in energetic and he was really low in energetic mm. and it was interesting because over time and as I started to dive deeper into this framework I realized that The sexual blueprint for me, because I came from a background of dancing, sexual blueprint became objectification. And Uh so I kind of shut that down and pushed it away, which is a common tale for women. Mm. And so once I was with someone that was like, yeah, you know, I definitely want to fuck you and I want to be direct, but then I also want to love you and I want to be your committed partner and, you know, I'm a stable person that loves you. And so having that over time, it wasn't intentional, but over time my section was really high to the point where I'm more shapeshifter now Mm, because I have that curiosity and that it's been built on a stable foundation of wanting to explore together And we, every three months, have what's called a cheeky Mm check-in. And we think Mm -hmm. about, well, as a relationship, is there a particular blueprint that's striking our fancy at the moment? And we might have date nights or activities that are themed around that blueprint to explore together. (laughs) Yeah. So I will say, so for some people, you naturally, there is a desire to want to then expand into different blueprints. I will say that both um, me and Owen had very high kink blueprint and so what that meant is we connected through it wasn't our number one but we had like a strong um, strong foundation there so we started to connect through a blueprint that wasn't necessarily number one first mm. and so that's what I would usually recommend to people because the the, the common one is that an energetic call attracting a sexual or essential in a sexual mm. And so there's having just a shared understanding of what each other's needs are. Uh, so one example would be, you know, say that you're really, really stressed and or your partner's really stressed. A sexual would then go, oh, if my partner's really stressed, maybe I su- should suggest sex. Mm. Because for them, having sex or, or being intimate allows them to relax. You know, that's that's the, the yeah. point of relaxation versus for essential, if they're stressed, the idea of having sex becomes another to-do list or something that they're they're, going to be overwhelmed by. And so for them, they do need to relax before Mm. they are intimate. And so even having just that awareness of the different ways that stress can affect us can already start to shift our awareness and and make us appreciate what our partner actually Mm. wants and needs
1: that is helpful Um, yeah
0: yeah and it makes you realize that the deeper that you go into this framework makes you realize that wow how much of you know the miscommunication in relationships which is just two different blueprints trying to get the same need met they just you know want to feel connected they want to belong but they're speaking different languages yeah. and miscommunicating and you know how much of that could be remedied mm. with a framework like this which gives them more insight or appreciation for the different ways that we're wired for pleasure.
1: Love it. Love it. Jay, I could just keep talking all night about this stuff. It's so <laughs> fascinating. But we absolutely we're- yeah but we have come to the end i thank you so much for your time and sharing a little bit about this with us if people do want to find you where would they go
0: yes there's two main ways to to find me so instagram my handle is dr.jjae underscore west w-e-s-t So if people want to reach out, they're welcome to. Uh, Otherwise, my website is www.jwest.com. So either of those pathways is an easy way to find me.
1: Beautiful. Thank you again, lovely. It's been just fabulous to chat with you.
0: Oh, pleasure. Thank you for having me.
1: You've been listening to The Evolution of Intimacy with Ella Shannon.
0: We're feeling juicy the whole day. Every desire I could possibly think of. What sort of impact would it have? They want it, they're going to go and get it. They don't think of long-term consequences. Oh, did that feel really nice? Oh, yes, that felt really delicious. Being able to feel good about my body again, that's been a huge thing. All anybody really wants in this world is to feel seen and heard. We actually do have a lot that connects us specifically it's
1: making people feel good.
0: There is a real sense of hopefulness that returns in a relationship. A really beautiful thing. Take that beauty and that calmness and that bliss and that sense of peace out into the world.
1: Thank you for listening and I hope we've inspired you with our juicy conversations on this episode of The Evolution of Intimacy. If you would like to go deeper, you can book a session of relationship counselling, sex therapy or individual counselling via my website. I work in person in Cairns, tropical far north Queensland or I can meet you online anywhere in the world or you might prefer to go at your own pace with my 12-lesson Relationship and Intimacy online course. To book or to listen to previous episodes, visit my website, ellashannon.com, or follow me on the socials at Evolution of Intimacy. Finally, please go to iTunes and write me a quick review if you're feeling kind. Thank you, lovelies, and see you next time.
0: This podcast was produced and recorded in the studios of Cairns FM 89.1.